0: The Heartbeat of the Life Church is its members. In each episode, you'll hear the stories of people you know, and maybe those you don't. This is the TLC Heartbeat Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. Welcome back to the TLC Heartbeat Podcast. I have the pleasure of introducing my good friend, Byron. Byron, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Pleasure am I, man. Trust me. I've been looking forward to it.
0: Yeah? Yes. So, you are uh, uh, not to sound weird, but you're a pretty cool dude.
1: <laughs> and uh, put the double O in it. Uh. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're a pretty cool dude. And uh, tell me the story. Like, how did you get to the Life Church? Like, how did how do our paths come to intersect? Um, what, what what brings you here?
1: Um, well, I was a, I was attending uh, Tony Evans Church, which is Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, mm-hmm. uh, out of Oak Cliff. Uh, heard about him doing truck driving because I used to drive trucks. And uh, there's a few pastors that I listen to Mm -hmm. and and so forth on the road. And I was like, well, if I ever get to Dallas, you know, that's going to be a place where I kind of park it for a minute, you know, as far as breaking bread and all that. And Anyway, it's a mega church um, about close to almost 30 miles out. Uh I was like, man, one day, I went to the church looking for a par- Now, mind, mind you, Nathan, they got five parking lots. And each one of the lots said, lot is full. Oh, man. So I done drove almost 30 miles, get to five full parking lots. And I'm saying, oh, man, is this what it's like? So I spun around, went back home, and I was oh, no. like, Lord can you find me a church that's close to home, that preaches the word, that worship goes forth, and, and there's diversity as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when I was in Vegas, there was uh, a church that I attended, and there was, you know, every, you know, diversity of, 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 of nationality and culture mm-hmm. and language and all of that. that. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, the life church pops up. I was like, okay, let me uh, let me read their statement of faith yeah. and see, you know, where they're grounded at. And um I watched the, a little of the telecast yeah. and I was like, you know what? And I looked at the the radius and it's a mile away. Come on, God, this is what you do, right? Yeah. And I came that next Sunday, man, and I was like, this is over so
0: that that's so cool <laughs> uh I'm, I'm super grateful that god did that because you uh not to get not to be weird but like you're just a joy to talk to like uh, i'm sure you hear this all the time but it is not hard to talk to you it's not hard to connect like it just talking to you feels comfortable it feels natural it feels easy but it surprises me because you said you were a, a truck driver for a while like I, I guess maybe i don't have the right image but the image i have of a truck driver is you're spending a lot of time alone like, uh, it, so how does this image of a, of a truck driver, and, and maybe there's more that I don't understand, like, yeah. m- match with this person who is just so charismatic, so, so easy, so good with people.
1: There, There is an amazing backstory. My life's been a blast, man, to be honest with you. Um, well, tell me a little bit about it. I, uh, I started, I grew up in Philadelphia, uh-huh. okay, um, single parent home, uh, it seems to be, uh, yeah crux of a lot of my skin-based, you know what I mean, Mm. Uh, American-type, you know, uh, stigma. But uh, in the ghettos, just trying to survive, get Mm -hmm. through. Um, Praise the Lord Jesus Christ that there was a rec center that was across the street that we moved in, in the Police Athletic League, Mm -hmm. and the Boys and Girls Clubs, and Mm -hmm. all those that... Uh, engaged in a lot of sports activities like basketball, baseball, football, all of that uh, was a saving grace because down the road were the gangs. You know, so. There's only a couple and, of different
0: directions you were going to go. You
1: know, and so uh, mom was a about reading and, mm. and, and education would be the trampoline to get you up out of the ghetto. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to go ahead and fill your mind with the right things and uh, don't get caught up in all the vices that is jockeying for your attention mm-hmm. and, and to pull you away. Um, she made us go to church at, uh, on Sundays. Wow. And, um,
0: so your mom was very intentional.
1: Yeah, she was. She was a factory worker. Uh, they The great migration from the South mm. led them up North because that's where the jobs were at at that particular time in the late 50s and wow. 60s. And, um, you know, that therefore, you know, it, it became something that it was home, you know, and uh, I was a premature baby. She was gonna. Um, uh, it's a little deep bap story. Um, was would have been a product of abortion mm. because it was non intentional type. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. One night stand type stuff, and and also I was premature, so I popped out and wanted to see the world early. Uh, after she decided to keep me because back in 1960 that was really taboo taboo Mm -hmm. and long story short man um my way was to join the military Mm. so i I joined the navy because the big model back then was it's not just a job it's an adventure okay okay so that was the hook yeah that was the hook now i had to make sure i got through school got my grades right yeah and uh you know, I, the rec center taught me how to swim, so that was good. Uh, that was a blessing. But, Probably uh, need that if you're going to be in the navy. It, it, it's it's a plus. <laughs> it's a plus. Um, so I, I I joined the navy. Got to see the world. Did a lot of things. Uh,
0: uh, so from a young man, you're you're starting to become very cultured, very traveled,
1: like very traveled, uh, very um, intuitive of what is around me as mm-hmm. far as seeing other people that are not necessarily in my, you know.
0: Weren't raised the way you are raised. Yeah, think all of that.
1: And, and the military was full of that melting pot type atmosphere. Mm. Um, after, actually, my first duty station was the Philippines in 79, but uh, I was able to uh, make some bad choices <laughs> that were not advantageous to me at that time. So I got reduced in rank and... That's when I first met the Lord mm. the first time okay and um I was really hardened heart really um I don't know it's a I think presidency is an ignorance to be honest with you um ignorance because if you put two kids in a sand pot you know box or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one is darker melanin, and the other one's lighter melanin. It, 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 they, they're just gonna be kids, and they're gonna enjoy each other, and right. they're gonna have fun. We have to teach them how to hate and yeah. how to, you know. And so, uh, with that being said, uh, growing up where I did carried a lot of weight of uh, not only violence against each other of the light skin type, but mm-hmm. also. Uh, in the area where i went to school was in all lighter melton type you know caucasian school district and um had to battle that atmosphere mm. so it was always a a, a fight uh, mm. or always a contingent of of you know violence and and that's when they was dropping drugs in the inner city back Mm in the 60s late 60s and and then they were territorializing everything Mm -hmm. with gangs and and all that but then i got through the military uh made high rank um and 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 man i've done so much in my life uh i was a land surveyor did that (laughs) that that was pretty crazy uh I've uh, driven trucks and and yeah. worked gas and oil. So, I mean, all those stories that I do have and I have so many. The biggest thing for me is to put God first, mm. giving my best, and he has never failed to take care of the rest. So, okay. I get the vertical right and he helps me with the horizontal. So,
0: so okay, speaking of God, I want to rewind if if you don't mind. I do not. Okay. So, you said you made some poor choices and you kind of explained why some of those poor choices were made, like the, the background you came from, the headspace you had to be in growing up. You made poor choices. You were demoted in rank and you said you met God for the first time there. Tell me a little bit more about that moment. How did that begin to transform your life? You, you say first time. I'm, I'm assuming that means there was a prodigal there, moment there, as well. There were subsequent times. But yeah, so like, so tell me, like, how did you begin to change? Like, what did God do to you in, that, in those moments, that first time?
1: I uh, carried a lot and harbored a lot of, like I said, hatred uh, in this racial divide. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, from the likes of Minister Farrakhan coming into the hood and, you know, all of that that goes on with that.
0: So very resentful.
1: Very, very. And, um, like I said, the episodes that go on when when you're late for school and then, you know, folks... But um this, this other brother of mine, uh, he's always giving me these little chick tracks, okay? Cause I had just left the Philippines. I was up for Captain's Mass. That's where you get reduced in rank mm-hmm. because you actually disobeyed one of mm-hmm. the Uniform Code of Military Justice rules mm-hmm. and and you gotta go and 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 pay restitution mm-hmm. for, you know, your error. And um he said, Byron, can you go to church with me? And he was giving me these tracks. And I was like, man, because I was so hard.
0: Yeah, you're so not trying hard. to hear
1: that. Yeah, but I would take the track back to my rack. We had these little racks and and I would read them. God was dealing with my heart, working on me. And um, lo and behold, one day he offered me and I said, okay, man, let's go. Went to this church and it wasn't even in a black neighborhood, it was, it was in a white neighborhood. Holy shit, like, the Oregon, like, a block away, you know, in the Black neighborhood, just, like, looking around, survey, and I'm like, man, dude, (laughs) where we at? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, man, don't worry about that, man, just get out, we're gonna go to church, man, we're gonna praise the Lord, man, and so we got out, we went up the stairs, right. opened the doors, and, and all these white folks, man, was just like, hey, praise the Lord, brother, how you <laughs> doing? Welcome. You know, we are this stuff. Like, hey, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> it was too much. Back, back <laughs> off? Wait. You know, because I had my collar up, my hat yeah, to the side, all yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we're sitting out, and and <laughs> we, we like to... Uh, I don't know. It, it was kind of weird. I, I call it like two raisins on a on a bed of rice. <laughs> but anyway, we was two raisins <laughs> on a better rice. <laughs> we 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 were in the church, yeah, and um, the sermon went forth. I mean, first the worship obviously, and and I was still hard, you know. Yeah. And uh it seemed like the whole message when he got up and spoke, it was directed towards me. Yeah. And it, I, I felt like a hundred pounds of sin on the popsicle stick down the mountain, you know. And soon as soon as they said the altar call, uh, oh, it seemed like the Holy Spirit just snatched me, and bam, I was up at the altar. Man, and um, I told the people, I said, "Hey, listen, um, I don't know about all you church folk. I, I, I don't know what's going on, but I can tell you this: I'm I'm, I'm up against something really hard, and if." This God who you worship and praise is who he says he is. He needs to reveal himself to me and really Mm -hmm. needs to get me out of this conundrum because I do not want to get kicked out and I do not want to return back to Philly where it's the gang life or even prison. So Mm -hmm. I had them pray and I received Christ and, and um, lo and behold, man, Weeks later, God was changing me. I was understanding the word of God. Mm. One white guy actually uh, saved my life on the flight deck of the USS Kitty Hawk, where I would have been sucked up in the intake of an A7 Corsair. and um, Because we were flight deck personnel. And uh, he snatched me, bow, just when I was getting sucked up. And that's when the lights of presidency and we are the human race mm. came into my heart wow given from god to illuminate my mind over what is going on to separate and divide and this mm. is god's grand plan mm. i didn't have a choice of what family i was going to be born in yeah and neither did you So, with that being said uh it took away from the word and the experiment, uh, the experience took away the, the ignorance and mm-hmm. the hatred and God revealing himself to me through the word. And it changed me. I mean, he surgically changed me from wow. inside out. And I'm just like. What What a story. Whoa. But all I, my stories, man, are. S- it, 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 it could literally be movies, the things that God has Put me through from um, the different walks and the places mm-hmm. I've been and the people I've seen, and and I was a, I was you know I had I had a tough time too when I did fall away because I, I lost my military career. I, I was achieved all the way up to E seven, which was big rank as the chief in the navy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Nathan, you, you, your pride begins to build and you begin to swell. You know what you. A bunch of achievements and mm-hmm. commendations, you
0: start thinking, medals, right.
1: yeah, and then you, you know, expect and the respect that you've earned literally, yeah. but then it fills you with this haughtiness, this yeah. narcissistic, you know what I mean? Narcissistic, yeah, narcissistic, uh, narcissistic pride mm. that um, traps you into mm. um, falling away mm. because God says in His Word that He. Uh, Resist the proud, but Mm -hmm. gives grace to the humble. That's right. So the first time was that time and and I fell away and lost that. And that uh, put me in a spiral down to where once I got kicked out uh, because of my own choices, because God raised me up all Mm -hmm. the way up. This was God. Mm -hmm. But then I got too hardy for my own goodwill. And therefore I lost everything and I was suicidal. And so I got to selling drugs once I got out. Lost my marriage, lost my family, oh, no. lost my career. And so once you get that state of mind, Nathan, it's a dangerous place to be because if I have no care for who I am, you think I care about my neighbor? Oh, man. And that's what's going on in in droves. Mm-hmm. In this world right now where we're living in these dark times, end times, last days of 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 where we're at so um all the way to homelessness and I got stories behind that too oh my goodness
0: and then that wasn't the end of the story because you're here so God meets you again somewhere or God gets back a hold of you again tell tell me tell me the second time
1: the second time so now uh I can relate to the prodigal son because I've tasted and seen that God was good And uh, because of my uh, addiction that I determined to do on my own because I wanted to literally not wake up again. Mm. So I induced myself with all kinds of alcohol and cocaine and methamphetamines. And then I was I was selling it. And this was on a three and a half, four year journey of constantly filling myself and strong-arm robbery. And I've reduced myself to jet that type of person. Mm. Until one time at the end of this, uh, myself, uh, I found myself behind a Chinese restaurant and there was a dumpster where they throw out noodles and all of that. And I find myself, I found myself digging in and grabbing a handful of noodles out of the the disposal and digesting. And once I once I come to that moment, the light came on like, what are you doing? Almost like the prodigal mm-hmm. huh? eating in the trough yeah. with the pigs. So I went back up to my room last night in the hotel room. And me and a friend of mine. And I took my my, my, my my pipe that I used to smoke crystal meth in. And I pushed it on the floor. And I said, Lord, I know this is not where you want me to be. And you showed me before who you are. And what good you have for me. So I'm going to crush this pipe. I'm going to scream out the name of Jesus and you, the Lord of glory, is going to break these chains that have me bound and release me from all the demonic uh, possession. And soon as I just start crying out the name of Jesus, Jesus, free me. Jesus, let me go. Jesus, hold me, grab me, release me, redeem me. The demons were coming out, you know. I started throwing up and vomiting, vomiting. My eyes were shot. Slayed me on the ground. Hemorrhaging. Next thing you know, man, he was just redeeming me, rescuing me, delivering me from the evil. I had no urge, no desires, no cravings. Oh my goodness. All of them were totally, totally. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so, um, man, so I'm, I'm like, Jesus, you are Lord. And then I've been traveling and walking and holding on to his hand, wow. being plugged in to this Lord God, Savior, and soon coming King with all that I am so that I can love God. I really love our statement, love people and make a difference. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wear these things. If you, if, if you want to be blessed, you better believe that the wages of sin is death, but Mm -hmm. the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, because he is good. God is good. And if God is for you, who can be against you? So fear not.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't think there's anything I could possibly say that could, uh, end this podcast better than what you just did. Uh, Byron, what an incredible story. I I, that's, that's the only way to say it. And, uh, I hope that this podcast, although I'm sure you could tell a million more stories, like you said, they could be movies. I hope that this podcast is the beginning of a conversation between you and the rest of the body. I hope people Amen, people hearing this who may also struggle, yes,
1: sir. Who may have their
0: own little stash of something at home that, they're, that they're gripping onto, well, they're, but they know who God is. They might hear your story and be like, okay, I can be delivered from this. Like It is possible to be free and, and walk, in, walk in the truth. And... They might hear there might be somebody who's who knows, intellectually knows, you know, we're all one human race and God made us all, but feels in their heart this resentment and this divide that doesn't have to be there between brothers in Christ based off of skin color, like something arbitrary like that. Yeah. Um but they could hear your story and be like, man, if these two people could have a conversation and like there's no animosity there. There ain't, There's. There's nothing going on. This is just. This love. is my
1: brother, man. Yeah, absolutely, from another mother, but the same heavenly father. Come on, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much for being yeah. here. Thanks yeah. so much for your time. Appreciate you. I'm very grateful.
1: Thank you. Pleasure's all mine.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the TLC Heartbeat Podcast. The vision of this podcast is to tell the stories of The Life Church members. If there's anyone whose story you want to hear, please reach out and let us know. You can find us online at tlcdallas.com or on Facebook at The Life Church Dallas. Thank you for watching and listening.